0: Effective communication is important because it helps identify your place in business decisions and personal decisions. Welcome to Communication Matters with Deborah Malnick's. Anywhere you go, with everything you do, wherever you live, and whoever you know, communication matters. Now, here is your host, Deborah Malnick's. Hello, everyone. My name is Deborah Malinix, and I am host of Communication Matters, a show that focuses on the importance of communications, not only in business, but in everyday life. Every success starts with communication, and we will discuss how others have used communication in their careers to their advantage and how you can use communication to your advantage as well. Today, we have a very special guest, Art Riley, who has had a very interesting career that has spanned many aspects and areas of communications. Art began his career in Vietnam as a combat photographer for the 4th Infantry Division, where he was awarded a Bronze Star and a Purple Heart. Following his discharge, Art became Assistant Lighting Director for Bruce Springsteen which led to television production and where he was the recipient of multiple Emmy Awards for his work with HBO and NBC. Art was also CEO of Paradigm Productions, a multimedia production company that created, produced, and presented lighting and special effects for theater, music productions, And corporate meetings. Throughout his career, Art has used communications to increase his knowledge and expand his client base. I'd like to welcome Art to Communication Matters. We are very happy to have you join us on Voice America Radio. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Art, I think your career is very interesting because it really relied on communications in a lot of different spheres. You had to work with all levels of success. You had to work with teams. You had to really use communications in a very broad sense. Can you tell us a little bit about your work and how communications played an important part in what you did?
1: Well, I would have to say my uh, entire business life, as well as most of my personal life, has revolved around communications. And for me, it's always been two types of communications, both oral and visual. Uh, I learned early on that you retain 20 to 25% of what you see, and you retain 30% approximately of what you hear. But when you see and hear things at the same time, the retention rate is above 85 percent. That is an amazing statistic. But it's true. <laughs> uh-huh. and I realized that's why television work and movies work so well.
0: One of the things I hear from so many people I talk with today is that they feel that the ability to communicate is becoming weaker and weaker, that there is a generation of students um, who don't use communications the way we do, In your field, you are working with different ages and different levels of personalities. Have you seen a change in communication and how it's being used in your business?
1: In the last 10 years, I have seen the most remarkable change in communications that I have seen in the previous 35 years. Really? Yes.
0: Can you elaborate on that? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Communications prior to... 2005 were mainly, mainly oral or written communications. We read books. We went to even modern PowerPoint presentations that were basically words on a screen. And now we have MTV and TikTok and Facebook and a whole bunch of other places, Twitter where not, is, not only is our communication limited to either 28 characters or 54 characters or two minutes on TikTok. And I f- have found the tendency is to shrink rather than expand communications and using the word cram to try and cram as much information into somebody as possible. I don't believe it's effective communications, but again, TikTok and Facebook and places like that prove me wrong every day.
0: Well, it's interesting what you say, because I think one of the things that is very supportive of communications is the facial recognition, the, the way you express what you're saying. And as we become more and more digitally oriented, we seem to do less of that We received instructions not so much from the person verbally, but from a machine, from a digital um, piece of equipment. And it's very difficult to tell when, when instructions are written or when the person is not there to really feel what is the important part of a conversation with that person. And I don't know what the effect of that is in your business. Do you find that that is a problem where you receive communication instructions or we want this, this, and this, but without the person directly telling you or at least expressing themselves where you can pick up, I call them facial cues, that you have to do more and more of the work. You, You had mentioned in one of our conversations about you just receiving instructions on what needs to be done. And you have to hope that what you're doing is what they imagined. Can you elaborate a little on that?
1: Uh, well, I can. I'll, uh, I'll go back to, the, to your starting point that uh, people rely more and more on electronic communications, emails, uh, SMSs, text messages, whatever. They rely more on because it, is more efficient in their view. I have found the best communication in the world is to sit down or stand up across from the person you want to talk to, meet with, whatever. In other words, communicate with is to be right across from them at a desk or standing up and shaking their hand and looking in their eye and saying, hi, I'm Art Riley. I'm here to solve your problem. A there's nothing in the world like a face-to-face meeting. Unfortunately, most people now feel face-to-face is Zoom or selfie. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like the human interaction so that the visual cues being given by both parties are received and sent. I don't believe that can ever be transmitted electronically.
0: Well, you bring up an interesting point and I and you know I go back to the work you have been doing for some major celebrities throughout um the country and you might get the directions for how the stage should look or the lighting or what Kind of of feeling that they want, but it's not directly from the individual who's going to be in that stage. And the interpretation sometimes is one of the most difficult things. And we've all been through situations where we will receive instructions from a third party. And then the third party will come back and say, well, that's not what the person wanted. That's not what he wanted. That's not what she wanted. But yet it was what the person conveyed. And I would imagine in the entertainment world, this is a very big issue. What exactly is this instruction that I'm getting supposed to convey? Because you're not talking to the person who's going to be using them. Well,
1: in at least in the world of television or theatrical production or music production, there has to be a vision coming from the artist. If the artist doesn't have a vision of what they want, all we're doing is shotgunning. So typically, and and I'll go into uh, my personal experiences, on a television show, for example, there is a direct line of communication of people talking directly to each other. The producer talks directly to the director. Mm -hmm. The director talks directly to his cameramen and audio people, and those people communicate with the truck. One of the most important jobs in television is to be a comms director. There's one on every live TV show, and sole responsibility is to make sure communications stay up for the entire production. And in my 20-plus years experience of television production, the first set of wires that were laid down and laid in was for comms. So that there was a headset and a belt pack at every position that needed one, and that they all spoke back to the truck, and that the truck spoke back to the audio director. And until those lines were established, nothing else was getting done. Maybe the stage was being set up by laborers, but no television work was being done. Mm -hmm. until comms were established.
0: Well, that sounds like, you know, a very direct form of communication to where it is really critically important. Um, Did visuals come into play with that, that you would actually send back also to people who were involved to see the effect of what you were doing on the stage, let's say for a special effect before you actually laid down the lighting?
1: Well, typically, uh, the producer... A producer's job is to have the ability to communicate and connect with a diverse group of professionals, Mm -hmm. artists, technicians, cameramen, directors, producers, videotape players, uh, all of them pros and all from a different background. So you have to have a universal direct language that Television, in fact, has its own language that most people wouldn't really understand the first time around. Mm -hmm. But once you get it, you understand it. And that, to me, is clear communications.
0: Have you found that one of the elements today in communications is becoming less important? I mean, are you? finding that, let's say, because everyone is busy, because digital is there, because people are getting their information from the computer, that the effectiveness of communication makes your job a little bit more difficult because you have to say, is that what you meant? This is this is what I'm hearing. But what if we do this, then it's going to affect this part. So that your role is increasing And it's because, let's say, some of the communications and the directions that you're being given are not necessarily clear. Has that happened?
1: It's happened many times. And the way I, I hate to use the word, tried to get around it, I would rather use I tried to get through it, Mm -hmm. was I would normally say, I've heard what you said. Let's be clear about this. I want to be sure that I understand what you want. Or, I thought about what we discussed the last time on this segment. And I wonder how you feel about this alternative approach. If I felt it wasn't going to work visually, if I felt it was going to be too expensive, the producer takes everything into account. So it's the producer who tells the director what the show should look like. The director tells the technicians what he wants that show to look like. But it has to be a, a direct line to the producer. The director just suddenly doesn't become his own auteur and <laughs> make his his own television show. Mm-hmm. The producer is paying him as
0: well. Right. You said something that I think is so important in that, especially when directions are coming from several people, that unifying it and saying, let me be clear about what you want, or I want to be sure. And I love the phrase you used. I want to be sure I understand what you need, because you're not saying to them, I have no idea what you're talking about, or it's been so confusing because you've told me three different things. You're saying, let me understand totally what you want. So it really brings you into the picture without being threatening or saying, I don't understand your story. I think that's a wonderful way of using communication.
1: Well, it now lets your client talent director, it now lets the person you want to communicate know that you are wide open to hear what they have to say. You may take it, mull it over in your mind and find a way to say as casually or as caustically as possible, this is not going to work. Let's do something else.
0: And that I would think in your particular situation or or situations that you come up against a lot where you may get instructions that conflict or you're getting them from two different directions um, and you are thinking, I, I, this is my job. I have to get this finished and nothing is clear. Do you go back then and try to work with one person or do you work with the several and say, this is just something that I need to clarify? Um, what do you need? I mean, it seems like it's a lot of responsibility for you to go to several people. Is there one person aside from you who would be responsible? Would that be the production
1: manager? The production manager is the next person on down the line. I would voice my concern Mm -hmm. firstly to the production manager and say, hey, Colin, do me a favor. Go talk to Jim down at Lighting and tell him. We specifically said the client doesn't want red lights during the second song. I saw them twice during rehearsal. Make sure that Jim, because I don't want to get on the headset and say, Jim, I told you to do that. Mm -hmm. You go down to the production mat, to the lighting designer and say, hey, I was just up in the booth with art and he was wondering why the red lights are still in the sequence. Mm
0: -hmm. One of the things that I like about what you're saying is that the use of communications in your job is 24-7 and that you are using the recognition of communications as elements to make the end result of what you do better. So many times I come across people who tell me, well, I got the directions, so I'm going to follow them. They might not make sense to me, but I, I, I have to do that. And what I always say is if you're not sure, communication can work both ways. It can put you in a very bad position because you didn't ask for clarification, or it can make you a hero. Because you ask for clarification and somebody would say, I forgot, right, we're not doing that for this production. So, rather than be afraid of communications, I think you can use it in so many ways to actually enhance what you're doing. And you had said one line in one of our conversations earlier that I think is just a wonderful line is that you don't talk to people, you talk with people. You include them in the conversation. You include them as part of the process. Because I think in communication, everyone wants to feel that what they're saying is going to be recognized.
1: Very true. Uh, television, and it's the medium I'm from, so I'll speak from that experience. In television, everybody wants to be assured that what they're doing is the right thing. So they don't have to be reprimanded during a live show when there's so much other things going on. The uh, ability to communicate, as as I used to say to my crew, communications is a two-way street or it's a dead end. Very effective saying. If you can't talk to me or I can't talk to you, if I start talking to you and you walk away or you put your headsets on, we're not communicating. I'm talking at you. I don't want to do that. I want to talk with you. Mm -hmm. It works 99% of the time.
0: Has your ability to communicate, and I've always thought of you as a wonderful communicator, has it been recognized by a variety of people, let's say up the ladder, up the chain, in other parts of the chain where you have been utilized because you do have the ability to communicate well?
1: I would think two Emmys speak (laughs) enough volumes about that. Okay. (laughs) I Just being honest, you don't, you don't advance in television unless you're consistently good or the son of one of the stars.
0: Okay. <laughs> and and we know it's it's not that one, so it's for the work that you do. <laughs>
1: That's the problem with nepotism. It's always kept in the family.
0: Uh, okay. And, and yes, we all know that. We all know that very well. What is a piece of advice you would give to those who they are starting a business or they are working their way up the ladder and, and they need to ask you as an individual who has had a very successful career, what kind of advice would you give me to advance in my career and to really make it successful?
1: I have two things I'd say, since you're asking, and not to sound pedantic, the first thing I would say to anybody starting out is increase your vocabulary. No matter how big or broad your vocabulary is, increase it. You're going to run into people who have a greater vocabulary and will use it against you. Very interesting. Increase your vocabulary first. Then try and learn as much as physically possible about the client you are working with or about to work with. What I would do early in my career, if I had a meeting at the Arco building for Atlantic Ridgefield, I actually went down, took a photo of the Arco building, a slide, and inserted it into a special business card I had made that had held a transparency. So when I handed my business card to my potential client, it was a beautiful 35-millimeter slide of his building or his office door or his corporate headquarters, the business cards never got thrown away.
0: I bet. No, that's, that's a wonderful idea. And I think what it does is it, it really gives an illustration of how a traditional form of communication can be turned into a very powerful form of communication with a little thought process. And it's that thought process that can really impress people. I think in the communications area today, because of the variety of communication that exists, people will say, well, it's just so intensive. And I know that you were a, you worked at a college for years and, and I work with students and what I see at times is that there is a lack of the ability to, to communicate clearly and there's a frustration. Have you come up against that or you know, have you experienced that in your
1: teaching role? Uh, Yes, I have. And I would say at first I found it rather disconcerting that uh, laptops were open during class and phones were on and headphones were on during class. And I forbade them. Uh, I was insistent that all uh, assignments given to all my students be completed. A lack of completion of assignment on time was going to go on your mark. I didn't want to be a disciplinarian, but I felt if I could get everybody on board early, we'd all be in the same boat. We'd all have the same ability to answer the questions that needed to be answered regarding the subject. But my subject was mythology. And the great thing about mythology is it's storytelling. Mm -hmm. It encouraged, I encouraged my students to tell me Would you rather have been Athena's husband or Athena's lover or Athena's family? And in reality, being anywhere related to Athena meant you were going to die. Mm -hmm. But I had them make the choice and tell me why. I had them go beneath what the myth was about.
0: You know, you bring up an interesting point, and that is that, and I've believed this for my whole career, everyone loves a story. You can communicate in a way that is cut and dry, or you can communicate in a way that is going to engage the person. Um, as an example, you're giving someone a particular project to do, and you tell them what to do and you, you leave, as opposed to saying, I used to do the same thing. And one of the areas where it was really difficult to to understand was this area. So I want you to know that when you come to this area, I'm here for you. Just come and ask me questions. You're involving the person and you're letting them know that this is perhaps going to be a little difficult for you to comprehend a certain phase or a certain chapter. And I think that really involves, and I'm getting back to the phrase, you don't talk to people, you talk with people. You include them in the story. You include them. Everyone wants to be recognized. Everyone likes to feel that they are doing their share. And I think how you communicate with them is so important. And you involve them in your expression. You involve them in your thank you to words that are so important in communication. And I wish more people use them. How have you felt personally that someone else, Using communication in a positive way has encouraged you to go on.
1: Uh, Early on in my career, uh, I had a director who would come to me and said, Art, I gave you this project because I believe you can do it. If you have any problems with any aspect of the problem or you don't think you can do it, tell me now and we'll move on. I'll find something else for you. But I think you can do it. So go ahead and do it. And if you have any problems, you know where my phone is. You know Mm -hmm. where my desk is. Come see me. I've done it before. I'll get you through.
0: That's a wonderful piece of, of information to receive when you're working on a project. I don't think it's a universal approach, but it's an approach that involves two people in a conversation that is aimed for success.
1: Well, I I believe that you just transpose out of television and turn that into a a soup company and a product manager. I'm putting you in charge of this product because I've watched what you've done in the past. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I like what you've done, and I think you can do this project. Mm
0: -hmm. What advice would you give someone starting a career, in any career really, about the use of communications? and how to use them effectively so that they can advance and become more successful.
1: Be honest with people. First rule, be honest as you can with people. Don't over promise, don't overhype. don't try to, do, to promise more than you can deliver. If anything, set their level of expectation a little below yours so that you can exceed that level of expectation when you deliver the product.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because I think the natural inclination for most people is to actually state, I can do it. Don't worry, I'll get it done. You'll be so happy. And then when that person leaves, how am I going to do this? When by being honest and actually involving the other person in the issue, you create a much more
1: positive environment for you and what you can do. Well, it goes back to my, com- my previous comment about the director who came and said, I think you can do this. Now, that happened earlier in my career when another director came to me and said, Art, we'd really like you to learn how to be a video editor. You could really use it. You have a very good visual sense. You have- I'm not a good math guy. And math is extremely important since every frame of television has 30 miniature frames in every second of television has 30 miniature frames in it. Uh, Yes, I could visually do it, but I was as honest, I knew it would have been a promotion for me. It would have been a nice raise in salary, but I knew that I wasn't going to be as successful as he thought I would be. And I didn't want him to send me down a road where both of us were going to look bad. I turned around and said, I'm not the guy, but you know, Mike? Mike is really, really a good video editor. I've seen some of the stuff he's done. You mm-hmm. go ask to see his reel. I don't even have a reel. I was able to deflect that, for lack of a better term, honor. Mm-hmm. To someone else who I felt deserved it and also kept myself in a safe place for me at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. You're saying a lot of, of your directions, which I admire, is really that you are a part of a larger picture. And in communications, it's really involving others in how you're going to do this, or in letting them know this is going to be the first time I'm doing this. I, you know, I want you to know that I'm going to do the best I can. I may have some issues with this or this, and so many times, especially in a job situation, people don't cover any of those issues. They will go for an interview and they'll talk about all of the things that they can do, and even if if the position is for an ability they don't have, they say yes, yes, it won't be a problem. When I think one of the things that's appreciated so much today is honesty. I would much rather know that a person has never done this type of job before, that they certainly will give it a try, but there might be other people who will do it much better and much more effectively. To me, that is a confidence that is is an attribute of a successful career in the future because you're letting the person know, I don't want to let you down. I want to be very honest with you. Some people are so afraid of that because, and what I hear from students I work with is, well, I I don't want them to think I don't know how to do it. And I think being honest and saying, I want you to know that I've never been exposed to this before, or I have never done this before, and I will give it my best, but you might want to try someone who has done it before. To me, as the person who wants the job done right, and who wants the job done within the deadline and budget To me, that is very much appreciated information.
1: And remembered.
0: And remembered. But a lot of people are afraid of that. I didn't want to tell them that I've never done this before. I didn't want them to think that I couldn't do this. Honesty with what you can and can't do is appreciated. Because if it doesn't work out, you've already really cut
1: Yourself. Who's going to believe you the next time when you say you can do it?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. I I, I can give you a a personal example uh, of that. Right before rehearsals of any show I worked on, there would be a pre-production meeting where the director would come down and have the entire crew sitting in front of them. And that would normally consist of, Bob, you're on camera one, Joe, you're on camera two, et cetera, et cetera. When I was going to a show for the first time, I would go to that pre-production meeting and say, guys, every hour we spend in pre-production is going to save us a day in post-production. So let's do all our thinking now and let's make all our comments now and put them in the mix now. Then I would immediately revert back and say, and for those of you who don't know me, this is my first time in the chair on this particular program. But I see that Alpo is working cameras on too. Hey, how are you doing Al? Good to see you again. Mm -hmm. Bob, I've never worked with Bob before, but he's part of this crew. So Bob, if I could ask you to do something that's not normal, do me a favor. Come back during rehearsal on the comms and say, we don't do two shots across from each other, boss. Send one of us to one corner and one to the other corner. Oh, good. Put that in the notes. I'm open to suggestion. If anybody has anything to say, we're going to lunch now. You can talk to me at lunch. You can talk to me. Once we go to rehearsal, we stay on comms and we stay on schedule. So let's get it out now.
0: I think what you're showing our audience is that communication is an understanding between multiple people, multiple directions, and using it, even when you don't know or you've never done something before, let the people know be open about it because that is appreciated so much. And I think that there is an honesty that comes through and it makes communications work for you. The worst thing that could ever happen, and I, we've all had this, is no problem. I can get that done for you by Friday. And it's not done. And then everybody looks bad all along the way. Or, yes, I can do that. Sure, I've done that before. And you find out that the person has no experience in that particular area. I think that as a client as a customer as a as a vendor there is a responsibility there's an honesty and there's an appreciation when you do let the client know what you can and can't do because it affects them at all different levels so communication is used to really be effective in many ways even if it's saying you can't do something it's an effective way of letting someone know and you could change it you can highlight it you could use humor. I'm such an advocate of humor um, in many ways, but the person on the receiving end will appreciate being told the truth about what you you can and can't do. I wanted to ask you something um, because this is always an interesting question is what has been one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received?
1: Don't let your ego get in the way.
0: That's a very good piece of advice. I think that Yes, many, many people do let that happen, and it's always a nightmare for everyone. And the other question that I wanted to ask you is, who has been one of the most influential people in your life in terms of the kind of work you do? Did you steer in one direction because someone was very influential in the area, or was it something that you met that person when you were in the business, let's say?
1: I would have to say over almost 50-year career, I've met so many people like that. It would be hard to single any one of them out. I would think as far as television, it would be uh, J.R. Aquila, who was the production manager at Comcast, who said, "We'd love to have you work for us." Mm-hmm. When they were so far down the line in my thought of who I wanted to work for or who wanted me to work for them, he was never even consideration. And he was persistent. And he was consistent and he got me. Mm-hmm. And then I got the rewards of that by winning in Emmy because right. of
0: that. Right. And you bring up an interesting point too, that throughout your career, as you go in a variety of different directions, there will be different situations and different people, and they will all play an important part in some way. Even if at the time you don't see how that's possible, when you look back over your career, it's interesting how many people will have contributed to making you a success in your field. We're coming to the, to the close of our show, and I always like to um, conclude a show by asking the question, what is one question you wish I asked but didn't?
1: I'm wondering why you didn't ask me when I'm going to take you for a ride in my Shelby Cobra.
0: <laughs> Art is a... Uh, a great lover of of automobiles. And I must say that I have learned more about cars in probably a a month with art than I have in all of my years, (laughs) because I just always pictured cars as they got you from one place to another. And I learned from art that they are pieces of art. They are beautiful, beautiful pieces of art, which brings me to the point that one always learns I always say, if you stop learning, you start dying. So now I am adding cars and you know, beautiful pieces of art in transportation to my repertoire of what I have
1: learned. I would also say one more thing. If you stop listening, you stop learning.
0: And I say, when you stop learning, you start dying. So that is a great thought. <laughs> on which to on which to to um, close the show. It was so nice talking to you. I, I think our audience will really enjoy this kind of of interaction and many of the things that you've said. And if they want to get in touch with you or write to you or um, wanted more information about you, can you tell our audience where they can go?
1: Sure. You can always contact me on that reliable method of communication known as Facebook. And you can find me at Great Rock Photos. Please feel free to message me with any and all questions. and I'm always available.
0: Okay, that's Great Rock Photos. And it is on that site that you will be able to see some of Art's work. I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. I hope that we've pointed out how communication can be so valuable to you in every phase of your life, every phase of your career, every phase of your interaction. And I thank you for listening, and we will see you again soon. This is Deborah Malinix for Voice America Radio. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Communication Matters can be heard on the Voice America Business Channel. Check and listen for new shows every week. Until our next program, keep the communication going.